Okay, Tim. What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. Okay. What's a pirate's favorite subject in school? R. What's a pirate's favorite crime? Arson. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's a pirate's favorite part of his body? Uh, his arm. His booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from a father of three little ones. This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Back to our question, Tim. And now we're on a more serious note. Since we've been talking about church hurt, the question is, so why so many? Why do so many people have Wound stories from churches. All right, serious, serious. Yeah, get serious serious. here. Okay. All right. So, um, you probably, if you're a regular semi listener to this podcast or you've listened to any of our sermons, you'll, you'll hear me say the three most difficult wounds you can deal with in life are dad wounds, sex wounds, church Church wounds. wounds. Definitely is up there. Yeah. It is amazing how so many people who walk away from the church. Sometimes they objectively have gone through really terrible things, yeah. but a lot of times it's not like you look at it and you're like, that's not, that's not that big of a deal. But it was to them. But it was to them because all of these things, like a father, this is like your primary authority mm-hmm. figure in your life. Mm-hmm. Like you're wired by God to need this father figure in your life. And sex is the most powerful um, human experience, sure. um, natural human experience outside of, of drugs that a human can experience. It's just powerful. It's body, it's soul, it's all connected. And you get to the church, like this is this is the, you have your physical family and you have your spiritual family mm-hmm. and we're wired to have expectations of them. And when they hurt us, it hurts deeply. Yeah. Even when we don't even realize the dynamic, we may not even understand fully that this is my spiritual family, but our soul knows it. Yes. And our expectations mm-hmm. um, are in line with that. So we have yeah. high expectations. But uh, why do people have so many wound stories from churches? I'm going to, I'll give you a few big reasons here. Number one is people stink. Yeah. Um, I stink. You stink. I mean, we might wear deodorant, but we still stink. We still stink. We have each individually hurt a handful, a number of people that yeah. we know of. And then there's people we don't even know of. Yeah. How many times have we been in a pulpit, for example, and said something that hurt somebody, but they never told they never us. They never told us. Right. We're supposed to be the godliest people. Mm-hmm. That was a joke, right. by the way, but not yeah. really. But you get the point, yeah. you know, and like we're supposed to be above reproach, above these kind of accusations. Mm-hmm. And even we still have the capacity to hurt people. This is kind of the misnomer in for people who are not in a church is that somehow we're better people. Yeah. And really, church is not a place for really good people. Church is a place for broken people who are trying to heal. Trying to do better. But you show me one sin someone's trying to overcome, and they're going to struggle and trip over themselves and— and um, and nobody has overcome all sins, so like it creeps into our habits mm-hmm. and patterns, and and so it, I think I think there's a lot of unnecessary pain that people experience if we could readjust our expectations to be a little bit more realistic. Right. Uh, that's like saying, why do so many people get hurt by their 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 blood family? Yeah, because they're not perfect. They're not perfect. Why do so many people get hurt by their moms and dads? Because they're moms not and dads perfect. Aren't perfect. I'm not saying that it's okay. Mm-hmm. I am saying though that um, I have a lot of grace for parents, my parents, because I know they're sinners. I know that as a parent now, like there's a lot of things that I'm like, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Why did I say that? Why did I yell? Why did I, you know, like, and yet in a family, 
nobody has the expectation that I'm going to be perfect. Yeah. Because they know that I'm not. Mm -hmm. And so I think we need to walk into church family with the same expectation to say, look, the Bible actually assumes that this group of people is really jacked up at times. In fact, many of the letters in the New Testament are just, it's like, really? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, you didn't know that was wrong? <laughs> yeah. You know? Church leaders, uh -huh. you, didn't, you didn't address that? Like, that's mm -hmm. kind of straight up weird. But I think maybe the best way for me to say it is I have high hopes and low expectations. Mm. And I don't have low expectations because I'm trying no. to be insulting. No, no, no. I kind of want people to have high hopes of me and low expectations <laughs> at the same time, you know? like uh, Because if your expectations are like 8 out of 10, uh -huh. 9 out of 10 all the time, well, I'm going to pretty much fail you. And so will every pastor that I know. Yes. With my kids now being parents of, them, of their own kids. They have a lot more grace with they, you, don't they, they? Yeah, that's exactly where I'm going. When they were teenagers— my goodness, dad was an idiot. He didn't know what he was doing. If he would just do this and this, and I know so much better. And now, you know, 15 years later, they're now going through the parenting. It's yep. like, you know what? Dad may not have been such an idiot. He was doing the best he could. He Was he perfect? No, he wasn't perfect. But the amount of grace that's now been given to me from my adult kids— and again, they were they were great kids, and yep. they they didn't we didn't have that many problems with totally. them. Totally, they are more exponentially gracious now yep. that they are in that role. And I think that's what happens a lot of times with all of us. It's the water cool conversation at the at the work where my boss is such an idiot, mm -hmm. and you know, doesn't he know what he's doing? And I would do so much mm -hmm. better if I was in that role. Until you're in the role, Until and they're all sitting the at the role. water cooler, and they're like, he's not going to. Then you're in the role, and then it's like, oh man, there's a lot more pressure, and there's a lot more things that I've got to navigate. So then there's much more grace given to your leader. What does he do anyways? He just sits in the... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like us pastors, we work one day a week. I mean, I do. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah right. So, uh -huh. yeah. Matt's a half a day. He works in the morning. That's about it. That's right. He sings like four songs and he's yeah. done. I mean, he's done. My goodness. Yeah. So, you know, a uh, little sidebar comment here, but... I've been having this regular conversation with my nine-year-old because she'll, you know, she'll complain about something. And so I understand it from mm -hmm. a nine-year-old perspective. It's fine. It'll be like nine o'clock at night and she's got school the next day. And mm -hmm. she'll be like, uh, can we stop and get a shake? Oh. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, why? I don't understand, dad. Like, whatever. And so I'll say to her, girl, if you had a nine-year-old uh -huh. and you knew that giving them sugar would jack them up and they'd be up till midnight. They'd wake up the next day, be miserable at oh, school, yeah. Yeah, and be hangover. sick all day long. Would you give it to them? No. Okay. Well, what do you want me to do? Do you want me to be a bad parent or a good parent? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fine. But, you know, she's got the little mama instinct in her, which is <laughs> lovely. It's actually very convenient. And I'm like, so if you had a daughter and you, were, you had to give an accounting to God for her, mm -hmm. would you do this? And uh, so when she she like really wants an iPad or something, you know, I'm like, hey, girl, um, iPads make people generally dumber and they stunt young people's ability to actually have real human relationships. And would and you an imagination? Yeah. Would you like give your kids something that ultimately ruined their life and their social life and made them non-functional human beings? She's like, no. I'm like, then okay. why would I do that with you? You know, mm -hmm. like think about it, you know, and uh, it is funny. I, I don't know why I was talking about that. That was a little whatever. So why do so many people have wound stories from churches? Because churches are filled with really wounding people. Yeah. Churches are filled with people that are hurt. Yep. Hurt people do dumb hurt things. Others. Yes. That's a one liner. That's preachable, Tim. Hurt people hurt people. Oh, hey. Bam. I was going to say hurt others, but then you just. Well, I got to confess that was yeah. a sermon I did for another church. Well, you still came up with it. Yeah, so yeah, it's it still like, like okay. your, your but mind. But that was my title. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Oh because goodness. they do. And, yeah. and the church is filled with hurt people. Yeah. And so they hurt other people. And most of the time, it's unintentionally. A few yep. times, it's intentionally. 
But the reality is there is no perfect church. Mm. Now, I will say, I'm going to speak anecdotally, and I, I cannot say this is everyone's experience. So give me a little grace, listener, if you're like a village churcher and you're wounded and hurt and you don't sense resolution, okay? Mm-hmm. I have found village church to be the easiest place to make mistakes, personally. Yeah. When I hear my buddy's stories, I'm like, oh, that's painful to listen yeah. to, you yeah. know? And I've been pretty intensely wounded at village church. Some people have said some very hurtful and painful mm-hmm. things to me. and and I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's... <laughs> But it hasn't happened in about a decade. Yeah. Every once in a while, there's something dumb said, you know, or I'm like, oh, that's not true. Or honesty is different, though. Honesty is yeah. different than like, like there was that letter I got, which somebody wrote an anonymous letter. I know who it was because they were walking out of my office, but they wrote an anonymous letter. Basically says, you're not a good teacher. You should go to the Amazon and preach the gospel there. Oh, my. Oh, oh. <laughs> or the rainforest. I'm sorry. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm not a good Bible teacher. That was funny. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> when you just oh. put your name on it, dude. Yeah. Tell me what you're really thinking. But it was here. funny because I'm like, like there's a difference between that and somebody who says, hey man, you hurt me. Like that's that's just, yeah, exactly. that's honest, that's vulnerable, that's transparent, that's real. In a church that is healthy and functions as a healthy family, they understand that people are going to make mistakes mm-hmm. and the grace is given. In an unhealthy church, just like an unhealthy family, a person makes a mistake and oh my goodness, mm. they're shunned. Yep. In healthy churches, people still hurt each other. Yep. But the way in which this situation is dealt with is totally different than in, I'll I'll go as far as saying, not only unhealthy, but sometimes churches are dysfunctional Mm -hmm. and they totally handle it wrong. Yep. So let's say big picture, why do so many people have wound stories? Because churches are filled with broken people. Right. And there's another category, which is sometimes churches are really poorly run. Yeah. And that's real. And we need to figure out how to, before we commit to a church, really vet a church out. That's right. And we've done some podcasts previously about how to pick a church. And yeah. actually, I've had a handful of responses from people who have left the little church and they've used that to like figure mm-hmm. out how to find a new church, which right. is nice. Yeah. So we've got one more question on church hurt, church pain, et cetera. But this, this might be one of the most interesting ones. And yes. uh, it goes like this. How do I handle the person at church that I cannot stand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, join us next time. Yeah. <laughs> Three penguins go down a water slide. The first penguin says, wee. The second penguin says, wee. The third penguin says, I'm a radio. <laughs> I'm a radio? Uh, it'll, it'll hit you later. <laughs> Tim, Tim's looking like you were the dumbest person I have ever met. Uh, I'm a radio. <laughs> there is no point to the joke. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> There's no point to the joke. It's just like yeah. it doesn't make sense. We, I'm a radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know that's so dumb. He knows something I don't know. It's just so stupid. But I like it. I'm a moron. <laughs>